everybody. Welcome to another edition of Midnight Radio. I am your host, and today I'm going to talk about why I love YouTube. I know there is at least two of you out there that's wondering why I'm not here to talk about anybody, because there literally wasn't one single person that made me want to leave YouTube. Let me start at the beginning of why I was even on YouTube. I was producing a documentary about Taylor Shabiznis. And I was under the false, very false, very false assumption, even though I was told directly. I had a, and this was from the investor themselves, that there was an investor that was interested in partnering with me and helping monetary-wise to do my work. They, they were a fan of my work. They saw my work in the past, and they thought, hey, uh, I want to be involved in this. I was under the false assumption that that was the case. So I gathered money up and made the Taylor Shabizzis documentary. And for those of you that don't know, let me put a price on how much one of these documentaries costs to make. Coffee cups now available at midnightrad.io. One of these documentaries costs about $3,000 to make. Just one of them. I've done two so far. I'm constantly in the process of producing the third. So while you notice, hey, these documentaries are pretty high quality, they do come with a price. So think about that. There is a barrier of entry to producing anything of that quality. But they weren't made for YouTube. They were made for somewhere else. My deal, needless to say, it didn't j quite fall through. It never even began. I got, I got the stone wall. No call, no answer, no nothing. That's all right, because I found that while I was producing this work, it helped me a lot. My father just died this past January 19th, and the work, as soon as I started working on it, it really helped my depression and my mentality, and everything about me working on it work. So when I finished it, I thought, I don't have a place to distribute this now because I don't have a distributing deal. And I looked at several different options. Most of them were quite expensive, and then there was YouTube, right? You can share your videos for free. At least that's what it offered me, and that's the reason why I put it there on the time. I thought, hey, I can put it up here for free, and there'll be somebody who wants to watch it, and, you know, they can share They can share it. If they, they want to watch it, it's available to them. There was a lady I interviewed for the documentary. And I realized with YouTube, one thing I did not want to do was the social aspect of it. And that wasn't YouTube's fault. It was just I noticed on Facebook, interaction, social media interaction just isn't something I'm interested in. And YouTube, I feared about that. So now that I'd finished the Taylor Shabizzis documentary, and there was a second documentary I was working on, I thought, how can I do this without having to be involved in social media when... Really, that's the essence of what Facebook is. 
So I could go through my emails, but I don't remember if I was asked if I would be interested or if I'm the one that said. But I asked somebody if, hey, would you be interested in me premiering my documentaries on your channel? And um, they said yes. And also I asked, you know, there's some ideas I have for some live shows. Would you be interested in that also? And you could be my partner. Um, you could be my co-host on it, really. And they said yes. And that really all is all there is to that. There's no more to say about that except, and I never had a problem with this co-host. So if anybody's thinking I am, you're mistaken. We got along quite well, and this person did their job really, really well. They're exactly what I needed. They're always ready. When you do something like this, you never know exactly when it is you're going to be able to do an interview. So this person was ready at a moment's notice, and I truly appreciated that. This person introduced me to almost what was like a network of these live YouTube shows. One of them was Molly Go Lightly. So I started watching Molly Go Lightly, and I found it, I found her very entertaining. And she had information about certain things that I wanted to know about. You know, who didn't want to know about the Amber Heard trial? If you looked at the Amber Heard trial and you watched her being interviewed, it'd make you sick because the lies were sickening. However, if you watch Molly go lightly watch this, and as she was talking to go through it, it made it more bearable. So, yes, I did like Molly go lightly. I'm going to tell you this right now about Molly go lightly. And I found this out later. At the time, there were other people, you know, telling me the kind of thing she offered. And they kind of seemed, at the time, far-fetched. Uh, her merch was expensive. Well, I know from experience that merchandise, actually trying to support a show and keep it running, yeah, it would be expensive. So, I, you know, I didn't think much about that. But also, she had a Patreon. Um, I said, well, what is a Patreon about? And they said, well, basically... She's some kind of life coach, and you pay her $50 a month. And she's, she, she's your life coach. She gives you a wrench in her, in her chat room. We're going to come back to the wrench thing in a moment. And I thought, well, that just seems odd. I didn't think anything more than that. Then, ladies and gentlemen, I came into an issue. I started getting popular on YouTube. And I think this whole process might have been a month or two months. So YouTube years is different than the time of the regular world. I believe that. So I started getting popular on YouTube, and there was a lot of people sending me supportive messages, and mainly those were the ones that bothered me. And people started wanting access to me when really my whole point of any of this was to do the work. I have to do the work. I, lo I love the work process of producing these documentaries, interviewing these people, uh, directing the video, writing the scripts, all of that. That's the technicality of it all. That's what I was interested in, but I didn't pr properly know how to handle what was going on with me, to me, in YouTube. And I also had a lot of other creators wanting to get into some kind of personality war with me. And I think they were doing that for their ratings. Uh, there's a possibility that they're insane. I really don't know. 
get into that in a minute. But I looked back at some of Molly Golightly's stuff, some of the issues that she'd gone through with other creators. And I looked at it, and I just smacked myself in the head. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you're thinking about doing a YouTube live channel, I'm not. I'm out. I'm not interested in it one bit. Not for me. But you, if you're interested in starting, and I'm telling you now, you probably need to go over to Molly Golightly and join her Patreon for $50 a month. It'll be well worth it. Well worth it. Because she has been through the things that you haven't experienced yet. She's been through the, some of the things I'm talking about, and she's gone through it with style, dignity, and grace. And she will help you with that. So there's a tip for you. If I would have done that, if I would have gone to Molly Golightly's Patreon, I don't think any of this would have happened to me. Matter of fact, I know it wouldn't have. So there was an issue with another creator. And this person was very drunk and um, really agitated one night on their live. And everybody convinced this person to let me call him and talk to him. So I did. This person was almost, I don't know what the word is, almost suicidal. I talked to this person on the phone for an hour, hour and a half, calmed him down. Then they went on, they went on YouTube and acted like they were going to commit suicide. This bothered me a lot because I am a veteran and, well, my point is not to talk about this story. I later found out that this person was an alcoholic and that's why they were acting like that is because they were drunk and they, they denied that and they deny everything. So after this, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am a expert about the military. I had people come to me wanting me to investigate to some of this person's claims. I did. I am an expert. I found many of their claims to be invalid. This person was lying. I am an expert. I didn't release any of my evidence because I don't care. I just backed away from the situation, and I was talked about profusely. Now, the reason why I'm talking about this isn't to talk about this creator because I could care less. Uh, those that are watching, you're going to find out eventually, and... Um, it's my idea that this person is going to be conning you all for money coming up, but that's your business. That's between you and them. They get what they want from you, and you get what you want from them. It's a two-way street, and that's what's happening. But the problem I had is I put a video because the situation about the suicide really triggered my PTSD bad over Memorial Day weekend, and it caused, caused me a lot, a lot of problems. I'd never experienced my own PTSD that bad ever before in my life. And then the second situation happened and made me want to leave YouTube. But here's, here's the bad part about that. There was people watching the, that video and I, I put the video out because I thought it would make me feel better. It was either call suicide hotline number or hopefully the video would make me feel better. Well, the video didn't make me feel better. People contacted me with support. A lot of people, I don't, a lot of people wanted to give me support. 
and uh, sent me emails, text messages from the from the show phone number, and sent me emails and put a lot of comments on the YouTube video. These are the same people, and I never I never watched that other show. Somebody would tell me something that's being said or send me screenshots. People thought they were helping. I mean, I'm not blaming what they call subs. I'm not blaming these people. They thought they were, they thought they were helping, but they don't realize how you get deluged with messages when you start getting popular. And if I would have took Molly Golightly's course, I would probably be ready to deal with it, but I wasn't, especially not after my PTSD was triggered. But I'd go over there, and I would have people talking about me like I was a dog saying that I never served in the military saying I said a bunch of things I didn't and did a bunch of things I didn't do. And these were the, the people that were said they were supporting me. In a state of my PTSD flaring up, I did send some sub an email, and I don't remember exactly what it was, but I apologized. You know, I said, hey, my PTSD is triggered really bad right now. I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to block you from my email. And you can block me. I don't want to have contact with you anymore. But it was the subs. You know that people, that Americans in this country would treat me a a legitimate war veteran like they did. The things they said about me made me disgusted to be an American. It really did. It made me wish I had never served. And I realized these are feelings that are out of proportion. but I don't have any business being on YouTube if these are the feelings I feel. So there is that. Also, YouTube is a big place. Just because someone you used to be associated with is over there on their Facebook or YouTube lives. Have I been saying Facebook this whole time? I hope not. But just because they're on their YouTube lives talking about you doesn't mean they're literally next door, even if they feel like that. You see, it's a giant internet, and they're really millions of bytes away. So, I dug that. So, I went back to my my side of the woods and never even tried to peep over there again, which worked very well. I found out there's three dots. Even after you unsubscribe, YouTube will still recommend videos to you. But there's three dots on the upper right side. If you click on those and say, don't show me anything from this channel or this creator, it generally does. Now, it does. I didn't know that then. But after I did that, it made a world of difference. I didn't even know this imposter or whatever. It doesn't matter. I didn't even know this person existed after that. And that's fine. I did go over there one time afterwards just out of the blue, and I don't remember why. And I went over there, and this person was singing. And this person and I were friends, and I was just joking, and I couldn't help it. I put a picture of a monkey with his hands on his ears, and then I popped out of the chat room. So I don't know what happened after that, but I did do that. But no, I didn't watch the show. So, and that is as far as that goes. So I did a show after that. You know, again, I wasn't over there at that channel, and that channel's not my problem. I was doing a show after that, 
in the show, we talked about, and I only do a show about crime if I have information to give about the crime. I don't just try to do a show about true crime of any, any little thing, but if I have some insider information because I know somebody that works in that office or I can contact somebody and talk to somebody that knew the perpetrator or the victim or the situation they were involved in it, that's when it's worthy of me talking about it. So in this case, it was a tailorship business case. I was doing an update on that. I was doing an update about Gonzo Lopez. My God. I was looking at that case today and the victims that he killed. It's disgusting. I digress. In this in this live, I saw I had a one chip. Actually I got it right here. A one chip challenge chip. And I brought that up and asked if anybody had any ideas about it, you know. And somebody said, you know, you should do the one chip challenge for money. I'm not sure how that would work. Donate the money to the Uvalde kids. And then my my heart sunk. My stomach just sunk. And it's not that the Uvalde Uvalde kids here in Texas where that school shooting happened. It's not that they don't deserve donations. But there's something I noticed earlier in the day when I was looking at other some of the other live true crime channels and they were talking about things. It seems to me like they are exploiting these kids. They say they're talking about them. They say they're an advocate. But to me, it looks like pure exploitation for views. And that makes me sick. And then it feels like, and I'm not saying this is true, and I'm not blaming the person that brought it up, but to me, it feels like the exploitation was coming into my channel. And I didn't see any way that I could do this, do this chip challenge, on YouTube there to where it wouldn't be exploitive to children. Third and final thing. Well, I don't know if it's the final thing. Uh, once I said final, my mind like a race. So I'm, I'm going to try to stay on point here. The final thing that made me want to leave. Let's see. Talked about the chip challenge. Seems like it was exploiting kids. Okay, I got it. The third and final thing. I'm going to try to talk about this situation without saying names, although I don't think anybody would mind. So there were two creators that had a falling out. One of the creators... One of the creators... Worked part-time from home answering phone calls for a suicide a suicide prevention hotline. And this person got fired, was fired from their job. And they were saying that the other creator that they were battling with and one of her subs contacted her job and got her fired. Okay? That made me absolutely sick. And I felt that that was way too far. And I'm telling you right now, if a sub went and contacted my other jobs, 
my full-time jobs, my other jobs to get me fired, I would be a special kind of pissed off. I would be, hell would have no fury. Saying that, there's not that that would have happened to me. Uh, any issues anyone else had with me were, you know, they weren't, they weren't even really real. But I'm just saying, I felt, I felt angry at this. And I've seen that sub threaten other people before or, th- or threaten to involve themselves in other s- situations, rather. And they knew what to do, they said. So I did see that. So I did not want a part of being involved in anything that remotely resembles that or gives any subs any access to me in that regard. So I wanted to completely remove myself. Now, to be fair, I inquired more about this and was told that the person that got fired because they were on a suicide prevention you know, hotline was actually on YouTube making threats to commit suicide themselves at the time they're supposed to actually be working, so they got themselves fired. And you know what? I thought about that too, and I thought, well, if they're accusing the other person of causing them to lose their job, that makes me just as sick. I'm not placing blame on this. It's just about my participation in this. Do I want to participate in a place that actually gets somebody fired or where they're going to blame somebody of doing that? No, I don't. I don't need it. That's not the kind of shows I do. That's not the kind of work I do. That's not the kind of person I am. And that's not the kind of access I'm going to give people to me. Now, they said that that person was making threats to kill themselves while they were supposed to be on a suicide prevention hotline, but they weren't there on YouTube. That's not untrue, but also did one of those people, did that sub actually take that clip and share it with her job just to inform them? Isn't that wrong too? Even though she was in the wrong, didn't they, just because they reported it to get her fired because she was doing something wrong, that doesn't make it right. And I'm telling you right now, I do not know which side to believe. And that is another major issue. There is... Too many sides on this place. You can't believe any of them. I've, people would tell me something about one person. They'd come and tell me something about the other. And there's no way to know what to believe. And I didn't want to put myself in a place to believe anything anymore. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. I, I'm not YouTubing anymore, and I've never felt better. I haven't gotten back for one second. I don't recall how many days it's been now, perhaps a week. Now I'm just focusing on the work. It's so much better. Will I ever do a live show again? Live, certainly. Chat room, no. If you if you want to keep updated on what I'm doing, you can go to www.midnightrad.io and see what I'm doing. And I can start streaming. In the future, I'll start streaming live shows from there. I will take phone calls, but I will not have a chat room.
ever again. And if you want to buy a coffee cup or a t-shirt, you absolutely can. Midnight Radio gear is up there. Where did I move to? I moved to Spotify. You can go to anchor.fm slash midnight rad and you can subscribe for free. If you want to pay a $5, a small $5 monthly fee just to support the program and get extras and shows only available to the exclusive members, you can do that. That is anchor.fm slash midnight rad. You can do that there. In conclusion, let's talk about that one chip challenge. And um, true crime. I think it, the whole problem might be the community I entered in on. My videos never seem to fit. They're about the strange, the supernatural, the unexplained. Something that takes something normally awkward and weird and takes it to the next level. Those were what my shows were about, what my documentaries were about. And I don't think it exactly fit with true crime, so that was my fault. I didn't know. I should have paid for the Molly Go Lightly. It's kind of like a YouTube internship is really what it is. Uh, really, I suggest you try that out. I'll put a link. I'll put a link in this because I'm serious. Try that out. I should have done that. I'm not blaming anybody. It was a mistake. I'm going to continue. We're going to move forward. I have no animosity towards anybody. I don't think about anybody else. I just <laughs> think about the work I'm doing now. I'm going to let you guys go. Uh, think about this. Before you jump into something, you should know what it is. You should know everything you have in store for you. It's not a casual thing. So, again, Molly Golightly has a Patreon. Check that out. Before you do do something, your worst, your worst nightmare might be becoming popular. All right? It could be not being popular, too. I don't know. I'll see you next time. Until then. God bless.